Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. I am Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here today with sidekick Brad. Hello, everybody. So, folks, uh, welcome. We uh, we thought we'd have a little bit of fun today. Uh, still wrapping up 2020. It just doesn't seem to end. No kidding. <laughs> kind of a continuation into uh, what into 2021. However, uh, we uh, had some top 20 dating questions uh, from 2021 or 2020, uh, and uh, we thought we would hit those today for you. And of course, we want you to ask questions. Uh, on your own as well. So uh, please feel free in the comment section. Brad's watching. Yep. Uh, so you can leave comments there or questions there. And uh, he's going to try to keep an eye on that. But for the most part, we got a lot of material today. There's a lot. We got a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of good questions out there. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so you know, it's interesting when uh, we had talked about a topic for today, this one seemed appropriate. And as I started going through the questions, some of them are still appropriate, and some of them I get asked on a very regular basis. So I think it's I think it's great, especially since we're in peak dating season right now, right? That's what we hear. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we hope you guys are all busy out there. Uh, okay. So let's hit the first question. Uh, so the first question, and it's kind of it's kind of an odd one, but because we're not really in quarantine, but it's how do I meet someone in quarantine? Obviously, big topic in 2020, right? Yes. Because that's we spent most of 2020 in quarantine. Uh, but but hopefully we're easing out of that. Hopefully we're easing out of that. So what I'd like to do is kind of answer that question because we're still dealing with some of the issues oh, sure. from quarantine. We're yeah. not, you know, locked up now. We can get out and we can go on dates, thank mm-hmm. God, because there was no place even open before. Yeah. People had to go to parks thank and God everybody it's not was California. zooming. Yeah, Zoom dates stink. There's that's not fun. You like have you ever done a Zoom date, Brad? I haven't done a Zoom date. Yeah. I I I don't know. I, I, I know. Well, like Max, we said last week, everybody said, hey, we're open to that. So I match think it's is the thing. Match says that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're online dating, that's a step above online dating. At least you get to see the person, right? For sure. So, uh, so having said that, how do you meet someone in quarantine? Um, obviously, when you're, uh, when you're limited, I think where it limits us the most is my favorite way to meet somebody, and that's out. Like meeting somebody in person. Sure would be ultimately the way to meet somebody. Uh, but, you know, right now we have online dating, uh, which would be where probably you have a lot of people. I didn't say a lot of quality people. I'm sure there are some quality people on there, but I there's just a lot of people. And then you have social media. And let's just be honest, everybody's using social media now as sure. a way to meet people. Sure. And that's okay. The great thing about social media and I guess that's why Facebook went to Facebook dating, although I heard it's super lame. Uh, but but you at least have all kinds of information in front of you about people on social media. You get to see their interests. Yep. You get to see what kind of friends they have. You get to see what they post about, talk about, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's interesting. So you have social media. And don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. You know, and ask them. Be bold. Be bold. So we talked about last week. Be and ask them, but make sure, guys, if you do that, or girls, that you're respectful because if if it doesn't have a relationship status, you want to make sure you're not reaching out to somebody who's married, because that would be awful, right? 
so so be respectful. Try to look over the profile, look through pictures, make yep. sure they don't have a, a partner, marriage, or significant other. They may it may say that they're single, but they still might they still might be with somebody. So be respectful. And ladies, it is okay for you to reach out to a guy, I think, sure. right? It's okay to reach out to a guy. Again, just be respectful, right? You don't have to be aggressive. You know, and I know I've said it a million times, but I hear about these ladies that reach out to guys on social media <laughs> and then send dirty pictures. Don't do that, ladies. That's not the best way. You're not putting your best foot forward. You might be putting your best breast forward, but not well, your best hey. best foot. Um, okay. So, uh, so have, if he's a breast guy or a foot guy. <laughs> okay. So respect yourself. Uh, and so the other element that I loved about quarantine is that it did give everybody the opportunity to, to get to know people, put a little bit more mm -hmm. in on the front end before you actually meet them, where people were just meeting up, hooking right. up, doing that whole thing. This quarantine taught us that we have to put a little bit more on the front end. It's kind of forced communication. Yeah. Yeah. Made us yeah. Phone calls before you meet, Zoom, FaceTime, whatever yep. that is, whatever suits you. Ask more questions, qualify your person For a sure. little bit more, right? And if you do need to ask questions about uh, their exposure to the virus or, you know, where they are, do it, ask, right? It's perfectly legit. People want to know, you know, it's okay to ask if somebody's had it. Sure. I mean, uh, I right? think people want to know, right? Right. Well, everybody wants to know. Let's just be honest. You can just go through the list. Like, right. do you have Corona, STD? Like, just go on down the list. Well, that'd be kind of quick for an STD, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So, it, and as far as, so as far as meeting people in quarantine, what, what was, I saw this joke about, uh, what, Rapunzel, was that her name? Rapunzel. Where she met. Long hair. With the long hair. She mm -hmm. met somebody during quarantine. You can too. Yeah, for uh, sure. But, but there are options available. I mean, there are people still looking. We've just been forced to look in a new way. Right. Uh, so you're going to have to work a little bit harder, but good. Good for you doing that. So that's how you meet somebody. You work harder. Okay. So uh, the next question is, how do I know that someone is gen genuinely likes me and it's not just about the sex? Uh, Brad, why don't you hit the answer to that one yeah. first? I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> You're the relationship coach. I ain't talking about the oh, sex thing. All right. So how do you know if somebody likes you or it's just about the sex? I think this, I think, well, here... Here it is in a nutshell, easy. If you meet a guy or girl, and, and this goes for you ladies too, if a woman, guys, if a woman sends you sexy pictures, uh, sexual pictures uh, of body parts and things right up front, she's all, that's what she's looking for. That doesn't mean she or, likes me. Or <laughs> that's the only thing she places value in are her body parts. She yeah. doesn't have any value for her, who she is and her spirit. And so she's presenting just that because she doesn't value herself and doesn't have self-esteem. So either way, uh, you know what you're getting there, guys. And then next, I think you'll be able to tell too with text and communications. You'll know what they're right, what their business is about. Right. And and honestly, anybody so. that if you if you go on meet somebody for a first date or for drinks and they want to go uh, get busy, so quickly or that's their main goal and they're talking about it and joking about it and making innuendos about it. They want sex. Yeah. Yeah. They want sex. So you have a choice, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> Brad's making faces. I can't see him because of a screen, but I can't, I, I, 
I, I know he loves that, that I can't see him. That's why I've got to keep an eye on him, Jason. That's why I need my screen. Okay. Uh, but, but it is important to understand though, you know, some of these dating apps, some of them like your Tinder, sorry, Tinder, but it's a hookup app. It's yeah, I mean, known I think if you're on app. Tinder, you know that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why you're on there. Right. So. Well, I think there's people that get on there not knowing that it's just a hookup app, but it's a hookup app. So some of the apps are more hookup than others, right? Hopefully Silver Singles is not a hookup app. Hey, why not? Never know. Never know. Old people like love too. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. All right, I want to throw this other one out at you because I thought it was interesting. Okay. And like, is it inappropriate to date a coworker? And how do you work through that? Because, well, it's a little tougher now because a lot of companies aren't back in the offices and stuff. But True. as we start moving back into the offices, we all know about office romances and stuff. So when, how do you, how do you cross that line? How do you know to cross that line? You know, as the guy, if we want to approach, you know, what's some of the things we need to think about on that? Well, I mean, I, unless she's the VP, because the then like it's a career move. <laughs> course, Brad would think that. So first and foremost, uh, I think about the when not to date a coworker, and that's if they're married. And that happens a lot in office romances is with married people. And there's a lot of affairs that happen. Let's just be, that's just, it happens. People are in close. We sometimes spend more time at, in our office with our coworkers that's true. than we do at home. That's true. Uh, so no, 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 no on that. They're always off limits, whether it's, you know, a, a boss or a subordinate, it doesn't matter. That, that should not, if somebody's married, it's off limits. Uh, but you know, these days it's not frowned upon as much. It's just not uh -huh. in the office because it is a great way to meet people. Yep. It is a place where maybe you have some commonalities or you'd be working mm -hmm. together on projects and things and have things in common and things to discuss. Uh, so I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. You just have to tread lightly and have to work and, and think about people's positions in the company because if you break up, you could lose your job. If somebody, if you have somebody that you've had, it gets awkward. I mean, it could be awkward, right? I mean, I? That, that can be awkward. Like you're yeah. in that meeting and there's been a breakup or a fight or whatever. I mean, that could be awkward. Brian jumped on here and he said, never date a coworker. Never. Well, that could get awkward. So, I mean, it, but again, back to like what you always talk about your lists and your prep work, maybe that's somebody's on, on somebody's list and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I know it you is. Know? It is. And, you know, it's just like it, it's it is a sticky situation because you have to go to work every day. So if you're going to date that coworker, first of all, make sure it's OK in your company that you do, because both of you could lose your job. Uh, and number two, of course, make sure that you're sure about it before you step into that, because it could get very uncomfortable and you know what's more important your job or your relationship and you exactly. know sometimes people decide it's their relationship and one of them quits mm -hmm. so that they can date so uh but yes it's a it's a good question and you know i hate to say this but in the in this day and time work is going to be a big way i think people are meeting each other i think especially when they come back right yeah and, and offices start opening back up but even um, now like people so, are doing zoom meetings and they yeah. may not have been in touch with certain people in different offices and so they're meeting now yep. Uh, more than ever so we have to be able to meet people and so just tread lightly on the co-worker thing uh so what can i do to heal after being cheated on 
that's a tough one, isn't it? It's, you know what? It's really not. It's really not. Do the work. Get help. Heal. Because the one thing you don't want to do after you're cheated on is bring that baggage and that hurt yep. and that suspicion and that mistrust into an, your next relationship. Yeah, that person didn't hurt you. Yeah. Right. That goes for any wound. I mean, I, I yeah, can, for sure. I can honestly say if you haven't recovered from a childhood wound of any sort, uh, you know, maybe abandonment or anything like that, it's going to affect your relationship today. So you definitely need to make sure that you get the help that you need, get counseling, whatever it is to help you get through it, understand it, get past it and not hold a new person hostage to what somebody else did. I think what I, see, what I see a lot of folks do too is they try to jump right back out there. Right. Like I'm going to get over this person because I'm just going to go find my other person or I'm going to go date more or I'm going to, and then that's exactly what they do. They come in damaged yeah. and bitter and, you know, uh, suspicious, if you will. And it just never, it never works. Well, then there's that whole idea of there's different kinds of affairs. If you've been cheated on, uh, women tend to have emotional affairs and men tend to have physical affairs. That's weird. It, 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 it's not weird. It's, it's, saying, it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes yeah. really good sense. It does. And so a woman's going to be more, you know, it's going to be more hurt if her man has been in a emotional affair with right. another woman versus a physical, because physical is physical and we're more threatened by the emotion where men are going to be more threatened by the emotion. I mean, the, the physical part, if, if their woman was physical with somebody right. else. And I think guys, uh, and I say this just because everybody is different in the way that they heal. Uh, I think men tend to, when they're, when they're cheated on, they tend to take it as a personal blow to their manhood. Oh, for sure. And so yeah. that's when you tend to see men lashing out and yeah. going and trying to get other women and prove their manhood. So they're yeah. out there too fast before they're healed because yeah. they're trying to prove they're okay. And you don't, you don't want to do that. I mean, that's, uh, that's not fair to you and it's not fair to the women that you're no, doing definitely that the other person. Okay. So this next one I thought was mm -hmm. really interesting. It says, is it okay to have a relationship with my ex, even if I'm, if I'm in a new relationship? Such a big question. I think that's so, I odd. get that all the time. Do you? Oh my gosh. Well, because so, okay, of social so define, media. But let's define that relationship okay. with the ex. Okay. What are you hearing that people are doing? Is it like, hey, how you doing? Like it's a friend thing or is it still like, oh, every time I see her, you know, my heart flutters. Yeah. So the, so he, that's, a, that's good to think, and a, uh -huh. to think about because on the outside, that may be what people are thinking, but that's not where the question comes. The question comes, you get in a new relationship and let's say you have children with your ex-wife. Right. Okay, and that makes sense. you have to co-parent together. You know, how much is too much? How much is too far? Right. Uh, I have some people that have very good relationships with their exes and they do holidays together still, yeah. or they will go sure. to parent conferences together, or they will do, um, they'll just do, they do things together. They celebrate the kid's birthday. They go out to dinner together. Yeah. That's yeah. a great thing. If I mean, they got divorced. If they're divorced, they're divorced. They didn't love each other anymore. They're divorced. Be okay. Well, the, at Let's, that point, it's about the kids. Yeah, it's about the kids. You got to put all that beside but you. But there are the plenty, and I'd say more women getting mad about it with men than the other way around. Uh, so you have to talk about that. And that has to be something that if that is, if you do have a co-parenting relationship with your ex, mm -hmm. 
which you, you have should. to talk, which you should. If you have kids. You should, and a good one that, and not too good, but good. Um, but uh, there should be boundaries there. But you do need to talk about that before you get in a relationship with somebody else and let them know up front, this is, this is where I am and this is why it's important to me, even if the kids are grown. Sure. Even if they're grown. For sure. Uh, so real quick, mm -hmm. what if there's no kids? What if this was like six month relationship, a year relationship? And there's a breakup, and then but there's this still this. See that to me kind of is kind of odd. I think it's yeah, odd. It, there are plenty of and I again I get this question a lot, a lot. There are plenty of people that are still connected on social media with their exes, yeah. and their new girlfriend or boyfriend sees it. It's I can tell you this from majority. It's a problem for the majority. Yeah. If it's not so. an ex wife or husband and your co-parenting situation and ex-girlfriends mm -hmm. or boyfriends, it can be a problem. So it's yeah. something you have to talk about. For sure. Uh, it shouldn't be necessary to be friends with your ex. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like what, what do you why need is she for? the ex or he the ex? I mean, I get it. If you're friends, you know, you know if you're friends, I, mean, I think that one's a little odd. You have to make a decision if it bothers your new partner because you're too close, because you were once intimate with that person. Sure. Anyway, that's a discussion that you have to have. Is it, uh, what was the question? Well, like, is it to have a relationship? Is it okay to have a relationship? And I think that's the point. You have to define and be sure that new person understands what that relationship is. Yeah. No, we're just friends. We're over each other. She's dating someone or he's dating, but still, it's I just, still weird. I think it's a little weird for the other party. It's still, it's, it's still weird. And again, it's so hard anyway to, to keep the fire burning, if you will, and make sure everything's right. And right. You're finding you're working to find that person and then you find them. Why add something into it? That's just going to cause problems. Just exactly. More, just more problems. It doesn't make any sense. You know, this is all about boundaries and people do need to learn boundaries in a relationship. And if it bothers your partner, Make sure you talk about it and set healthy boundaries. That's really what it's about. So Brant, Brant just said, oh my God, I tried that to keep my ex as a Facebook friend. It was horrible. Never do that. I fired her twice. Oh. <laughs> if you want a disaster in waiting, keep her as a Facebook friend. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Real Facebook and, and other social media sites can yeah. definitely break, you know, uh, break be, up relationships. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, I, I've seen guys uh, and girls, that whole thing too with... And this is not even on the questions, and it should be about people that like and love different posts. I've even had people go, well, my Isn't boyfriend. is it so silly? It's so stupid. It's I so can't silly. even. But my boyfriend loves. He doesn't just like her posts. He loves uh -huh. them. You know, is it okay that he loves them? Yeah. You know? I mean, if it's a problem for you, talk to him about it. But guys, respect. If you're with somebody, respect her. Especially don't go an, loving and liking other yeah, women, like an ex, even. Yeah, especially sexy if it's pictures ex. or whatever. That's, that's don't do smart. it. That's not smart. However, they know, guys, they know. Be secure enough in yourself, ladies and gentlemen, that you're not going to be that possessive and that you, I mean, your, your, your boyfriend or girlfriend is going to have interests outside of you. You know, friends and people that they've known for years, and maybe they do want to like their post. Be secure with yourself enough to understand. Like, it's not an ex-girlfriend or whatever, but it's not. if it's not anything raunchy, it's just an old friend, then, you know, you have to be secure in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think, it, but you bring up a good point. I think as long as there's been that discussion. Yeah. And there we go. Yeah. All right, here's another one. How long should it take to get over your ex? 
So you just talked about if you keep the relationship, now how long should it, when do you know I'm over a person? When you, when you know, when they no longer cross your mind, when they're no longer uh, somebody that you consider in decisions or Sounds in like a country song, when every, they're no longer on your mind. Oh, <laughs> Willie Nelson. <laughs> Somebody needs to write that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty familiar. I can come up with a title, I um, just can't write it. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, when you're not thinking of them anymore and considering them in your daily activities. Uh, you're not missing them. You're not wishing they were there. You're not uh, trying to get them back. I know people, these stupid, again, right. social media, people yep. posting stuff to get back at their ex. When all that, when all the games stop and all, and you just don't have the energy, like they don't cross your mind, it, that's the best feeling where you go, I haven't thought about them in a week. Like, like, they didn't even cross my mind that they even exist. You're over them. So let me um, ask you this. Are there steps we can do to speed up that process? Or is there things we can do from our health standpoint? Thank you. It's to a great help question. That, help that along. Yes, I do think so. Uh, again, here we are in the world of technology. Get rid of them. If they were on your Facebook I or you can smart. see their Facebook page, even if you're not friends with them, get rid of their profile, block them, whatever you need to so. do so you don't see. Because... I know the temptation is strong. I hear this where people spy and they'll even get spy pages. Some of these crazy yeah, they create women. A, they create a weird. Uh, not saying that uh, men don't do it, but oddball some, profile, so they can search around, creep. I went to block somebody the other day, which I needed to do on Facebook, <laughs> and go to block this human and found that she had a second page. Uh -huh. That was hidden. Like, if mm -hmm. you searched her name, it didn't come up. No. But when I went to block her, there yeah. was a second page. Yeah. Creeper. Yeah, like, it. wow. Like, blows your mind. Yep. Anyway, there are creepers out there, people. We've all been there. And some people you would not think were creepers, but they're creepers. Uh, so, so, but, but block them so you don't have to see them. Block them from your phone. Block them from your phone, please. They're an ex for a reason. Because here's the thing. I think, and that this is so important to say. Even if you're, you think you're over them and you're like, it's fine. I'm not, you know, we're not talking anymore there. Sometimes some of you wait to hear from them. Like you, when you look yeah. at your phone, if you're still hoping to see a text from that person or whatever, you're not over them, number one, but you could get over them a lot faster if you blocked them because you know, you'll never have it's that expectation. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Right. So please block them. It's, it's just healthier. It helps you heal quicker. So yeah. since we're on that subject, one of the questions that you said you hear a lot and we talk about a lot here is why did I get ghosted? Right. And you said, like we were talking on, on, on your way in, it was like, you hear this a lot. Like this comes up a lot. It comes up both a lot. male and female. Yeah. Right. Is it 50, 50? Do you see it happening more with women or men? Like I would guess it's probably more men ghosting. Is it's it both. Right? Is it's it? both. And it's, it's, it is for the same reason. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. If you've been ghosted, they're not interested. Right. Period. The end. They're not interested. If they go away. They're not interested. However, I'm going to say this, this is super important. If everything was fine and then you get ghosted, you've done something wrong. Like you need to look at, yeah, especially happened. if a pattern of being ghosted, yep. you need to check into what you're doing wrong because yep. there is something you are physically doing that is offending somebody, scaring somebody, uh, pushing repelling off. them from you where yep. they feel like they can't just 
poofed go away. Like they're blocking you. They're yeah. ghosting you. They're disappearing off the face of this earth. Yeah. There's That's a good point. There. If there's a pattern. Well, a pattern is a pattern. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and it, if it's a pattern, it's you but see the let me, in the mirror. Let me say this about ghosting, though. This is super important. If you're not interested in somebody, just tell them. You don't have to ghost them. No. The best thing you could do for somebody is tell them why you don't want to see them, why you don't want to date them, why you mm -hmm. don't want to go on an, another date, why you don't want to talk to them again, why you don't want to text with them. Tell them. Do them a favor and tell them. Ladies, you're afraid of hurting men's feelings. That's why you don't do it. And you're not going to hurt his feelings. Just be honest with him. And men do it because they're just not interested and they it's easier for them. Yeah, it's just Your guys easier to get just, lazy. Just to not do anything. Yeah, and you don't want to have to deal with hurting yeah. a woman or having to give an explanation. Uh, you know what an explanation is? I'm not, a you know, I didn't feel any attraction. I didn't see this going anywhere. I don't see any commonalities between us. It's not going to work for me. It doesn't matter what you say, right? And you know what? It's, we're adults. Yes. It's the adult thing to do. For goodness sakes, get over I mean, it. Not seriously. everybody's for you, everybody. Yeah. Not everybody's for you, right? No, and they're not supposed to be. Yeah. That's so you the want... whole point. Yeah. It's the whole point. You're, so they're doing you a if favor. If they're not for you, then that's okay because someone out there is. Yeah. And so you've, what is it the old sales piece is, is get as many no's as possible because the more no's you go through, the quicker you're going to get to a yes. It's the same thing. The more. You would say that, Brad. Well, yeah, it's just a marketing thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think in relationships, it's kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince or yep. something like that. So, yep. All right. So we're on ghosting and communication stuff. So one of them is how often do you text in a relationship? Because. I mean, is there really a rule to that? It's like, is that, a, or is it just if there's open communication and you're having a good time and you're communicating and stuff, like if it's four or five times a day versus once a week, like, I think, like, how do we know what that answer is? The answer is oh. up to each and each individual. This is a really hard one. How often do you text in a relationship? I can tell you that. Most people have a really high expectation here, right? There's a, it, it this depends, is a it depends on where you are in the relationship. When you're just in the getting to know you stage, for God's sakes, don't blow somebody's phone up, Right. but make, but contact them enough. There should be daily communication. If you're daily communication, if you're interested in somebody, mm -hmm. um, did everybody hear that? I just want to make sure you heard that guys. If you're interested in a woman, don't go a day without contacting her. Don't do it. As a matter of fact, sometime before noon, she should get a text. Something so saying hello. If you're interested. If you're not interested, don't bother. But if you're interested, you need to stay in contact, right? Okay, so now. What? They have to respond. <laughs> now they have to respond. Yes. Yes. We're back to that because we've talked about a lot and the guys gripe about, I don't mind chasing. I don't mind courting. I don't mind doing the work as long as we're getting something back that keeps us interested as well. Yeah. Ladies, you have to so respond. You, you have to give there. us something back. Yeah. And don't play so. games, ladies. Like, I mean, don't sit there and get a text and go, I'm going to wait three hours before I message yeah. him back. Stupid. You're playing games. We're all adults. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean you have to go. Yeah. Like right then, but like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think there is some etiquette. You know, there's texting. that, there's that, you hear people talk about that red thing where people have that on their phone where you can see that they read the message, but they didn't respond. <laughs> and I hear this. Well, I saw that they read it at such, you know, such and such a time, but they didn't respond. Like, 
There's too much technology out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, stop setting that expectation. Some people are texters, some people aren't. That's right. And that's not how we should get through a relationship. I understand it's a great mode of communication. Sure. Uh, you know, and and if some uh, some people, counselors, doctors, uh, lawyers, things like that, like texting may be a very uh, a, a great form of communication for people that are in client meetings all the time that they can't be talking on the phone during the day, but they can text. And by all means, if you're interested in somebody like Brad said, and somebody texts you, text them back, text them back in a reasonable amount of time. So they know that you're interested. I well, mean, I don't we're think, all busy, but I don't think people even mind. Like I know from a, from a guy standpoint, if she's a busy person and she just texts back, Oh, thank you. Uh, let me catch you in an hour in a meeting. Right. That's still a response. Right. And at least it lets that us know. Easy, at it? least it lets us know. Oh, cool. She's busy. And then guess what we're going to come back with? Oh, apologies. Sorry to bother you. Didn't mean to interrupt your meeting or whatever. But see, Catch me is, when you're done. There is a back so, and forth and a sure. rapport that happens. And it keeps the connection. So in exactly. between meetings, it keeps a connection. Yep. So, yes, you need to you need to communicate whatever that is. Yep. Uh, okay. But so... Any, does anybody have any questions or comments? No, no other questions. Jim uh, referenced our original, what we were talking about, about outside. The, um, it comes down to the simple fact of what is your priority when you're talking about the ex is still in the oh, relationship. Oh, got it. Okay, got it. You know, outside of discussion around co-parenting, your priority must be the new relationship. Right. So, you know, um, someone just jumped on here and said, I hate texting. I find it very impersonal, which I was going to say, too, is I think it takes, unfortunately, a lot of people use that instead of picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. So, and He's again, looked at me. I know um, he did. I got a glance. Much rather talk on the phone. You can't hear a smile in a text. Yeah. And I think that's true. Um, and I think that's, that's from Severin. I think you know, that's I, I totally, I listen, I totally agree. And nothing takes the place of an actual conversation, but I will say for people and I, and I will speak for myself and I'm sure there's other people and, and I've heard this from other people in businesses like mine. I'm on the phone or in front of people all day, talking, talking, talking. For people like that, for for people in businesses, maybe it's in sales or marketing, you know, sometimes people need a break from a phone. I think the last thing I want to do when after I've been talking all day is have another conversation or have somebody message me or try to call me about being counseled or needing, having a problem when I'm right. off work. Like I'm off work. Don't. Yep. I'm, you know, boundaries, um, <laughs> re respect people's, respect people's lifestyle boundaries and job and understand just because you don't like texting, it may be the best for somebody else and work out a time. By the way, text message works great for setting up phone calls That's for best. setting up good times to talk. Yep. Right. So if you find that somebody's not as responsive in a text message, ask them if they would rather do a phone call and what would be a convenient time. It's always great to do. So Severin also came back on here and she brings up a great point that has caught me. And that is smart ass. Don't translate on a text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. If you're kind of funny and like to, you know, banner and have a little sarcasm. That's true. It will not work on texting. Yeah. So good point. So I think this is a big one. One of the ones is how do I stop feeling jealous? Um, like, let's say you're in a relationship mm -hmm. and, and there's, and you're like, Oh, why is she doing that? Or why does he do that? So what is this? How does this jealousy, how do we manage that? If Cause you, I think we all have a little, right? Uh, no, you don't think so. Some people don't have any. I, I'm not a jealous person at all, hmm. at all. 
at all. Uh, so it would take a lot. Somebody would have to do something right in front of me for me to go, what? <laughs> and trust me, it's happened. But, uh, but having said that, um, if you feel jealousy, it's not a normal emotion. It, jealousy is an insecurity and you need to go get counseling, go get help for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, that is a, that is an insecurity of your own jealousy. Uh, and now granted, I will say if you are with someone who's continuously doing things to make you jealous, you've probably made a poor relationship decision. Back to patterns. Right? Yeah. So I uh, can't, can't miss that one. Uh, I love this next one. Where do you want to go with this friend one? Friend zone. I know. How do you get out because of the friend zone? Because that happens to everyone, I think. Mm -hmm. Like there's always that person in your life. You're like, man, I just, one date? Man, I'd just love to see about one date. Maybe yeah. one date. How do you get there? And how, like, so what do, what do we do with that? And should we? Well, I think there's... I mean, do you risk the friendship? Good. Okay. So uh, it's funny because I look at it from a totally different point. So I'm going to hit it from my point that I'm going to hit Brad's because there, there is two different... He's talking about an established friendship. Um, and I'm saying if you're interested in somebody, and yes, you should be friends first. You should be friends first. But if you're interested in somebody romantically, don't get yourself in the friend zone. Don't put yourself in the friend zone to begin with. And I think that is imperative that people do that, that they can even go on a first date, Brad, you know, it, and you want to tell people, it's great ladies. And I'm going to use you as an example, just because I'm a woman. It's great for you to be able to have a great conversation with a guy and have fun and banter and all of that. That's great. But if he doesn't see you as sexy and he doesn't see you as a woman and he's a man and he doesn't see you in that way, you're immediately going to be put in the friend zone. Right. So my point being, how do I get out of the friend zone? Don't put yourself in there to begin with. So, so how you, do we do that? Well, I'm again, that would be to start off with, that would be just playing the role. If you're interested in somebody, okay. you can test their waters out of, you know, initially without going too far. But, but you could make, you know, jokes, innuendos, you know, cute jokes, funny jokes, whatever it is, um, to test the waters on that, and and also let them know that you're interested. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and Again, once you're <laughs> once you're in the friend zone, um, obviously harder because you don't want to, like you said, you don't want to ruin that friendship. Right. Um, however, you know, I think two people know when they're friends if it's re if you're ready to move out of the friend zone if it's mutual. I agree. I think you know. I think you, you'll feel it. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, sure. You, everybody knows when you've mm -hmm. hit beyond that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if it's not mutual and you're not getting a vibe, then don't 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 even try. Don't I mean, don't try. push it because you will you will lose you will lose a friendship. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you never know till you try. So if you're yeah. friends with somebody and you're not getting the vibe. Again, you can do the same thing. Make some jokes, innuendos. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yep. Give it a whirl because you never know. So I want to skip right? a few because I know okay. this one is big. It is what if someone is a bad kisser <laughs> or not good in the sack? Actual question. Actual question. Actual question. We'll start with bad kisser. It's usually a deal breaker for people. I'm just going to yeah, say, you is. know, this is, we've talked about this before. Can you learn to be a better kisser though? Is not, like, can that person not say, I really don't like it when you do this. It's like, rah. like, can they not work on it? How do you get past that? Well, How do you I get past know. somebody with like tight lips or like a overactive tongue? <laughs> Sorry. Are we still talking about kissing? <laughs> Oops. Brad. 
gosh, it's going in the gutter. Okay. My point is Literally. like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would get past that. I know some of you have said before that you can coach people, that you can teach them how to be a better kisser. But for God's sakes, at my age, if you can't kiss, I'm sorry. <laughs> he gone. Done. He know? gone. I mean, and hey, by the way, if you're a guy or girl and you kiss somebody and then they don't want to kiss you anymore, you know, or they are turned off or after the first kiss they leave, there might be a problem, right? And by all means, have good breath too. You can be a really good kisser and have bad, have good breath too. That helps. Um, yeah, if it's minty fresh and you're bad and you suck at kissing, get you it's better. Gum. Get you a little breath mint. Yeah. Get uh, the Altoids. Sponsorship's available. And uh, yeah, and not good in the sack. Yeah, um, what about if like everything leading up to that physical part has been awesome? And so you're taking the leap, and then it's wah wah. <laughs> Thank golly. Oh. Now what? Now, I mean, seriously, like, what do people, because it happens. It has to happen. Like, and I, you know, you, you're done and you're like, oh, shit, that sucked. Like, what? What do you do? I mean, I, I've never had that problem. But. I suppose it depends on you and how important that is in your life. Is that something that is really important to you? Do you, do can people get better in the sack? They can, they can be guided and you can do it in a way. I mean, there's gotta be YouTube videos, right? <laughs> there's courses. No, I know. I mean, like there's lots of books on that there. I mean, and I didn't mean, I was being silly. No, there, really, is, there is a lot of information. Really? There's there. a lot of I mean, information lot because you know, one of the things, one of the, one of my favorite books I read a long time ago was what was titled the top three reasons relationships don't work. Mm -hmm. The number one was sex, yeah. communication, and money. And yeah. it's, it is an important part of relationship. And I think if it's not good, but you feel like that's your person, you work on it. It could be fun. Yeah. It could be fun, right? Absolutely. Turn it into something fun. Turn it into part of the relationship. Absolutely. And you know what? The truth is, is that each and every person likes different things in different ways, you know, and, and we, we haven't had any, you know, we haven't had any podcast on sex, but it is important that you talk about what you like and how you like something because, you know, I, I believe our partners want to please us, right? That's the whole part of that whole act, isn't it? So talk about I mean, it and tell them, don't tell them what they're doing wrong, right? When they're doing <laughs> it, don't tell them that you're, they're doing something wrong. Just point them in the direction of what you would Positive rather reinforcement. have. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So Susan jumped on here and she said, I'm not guiding anyone at my age. Either you know it by now or you don't. <laughs> you gone. He gone. But what we're, I mean, I, I'm going to say this because there's plenty of you that have been married for many years or somebody gets a divorce after many years. Yeah. And number one, they may not have had a healthy sex life. Or there was so a they, pattern, like there was yeah. some kind of system. So you know? sometimes they're not in practice because they haven't been attentive right. to their partner, which is probably why they're maybe why they're divorced or some yeah. other reason. I mean, I think um, that's a very important or point. Or they have not had a lot of practice because they've been married a long time right. and they need to get up to date mm -hmm. on what is happening today in the world, you yeah. know, and it's okay if you guide somebody, but just, yeah. But see, like I'm saying, I like make it fun. Send little note cards or little sexy texts with it or, yeah. oh, I really like this or I really like that or. Like you can make, you can get the information to the other person without just going, guy, you really suck at this. Like, I mean, like seriously, oh, yeah. like have fun with it. You yeah. know, um, yes. I'm looking at the next one. Okay. So how do I break the patterns of attraction? Like I've got a pattern 
of you know a person that has a pattern of the same type, the same person, and everything. It always falls and fails. So the, what the, are those patterns? Super easy. Uh, first of all, you have to identify what the patterns are. What are you attracted to? Identify the pattern. Who? What is? What is it? Uh, is it unavailable people? Is it unhealthy people? Is it broken people? You know, what is the pattern that you're attracted to? Identify it first and then understand where it came from. So again, it may be that you have to do a little bit of counseling to understand where it came from. There's plenty of books out there, people. So if you can't afford a counselor, there's plenty of books you can read. Uh, by all means, send me a message if you need anything. Uh, I love to recommend books to people, but but identify the pattern, uh, understand where it came from. Because if you don't know the origin and the wound, and you don't deal with the wound, you're not gonna you're right. not gonna fix it. That's right. And then you've got to consciously be aware then of what you need. So if you know your pattern, and let's just say it's unavailable people, because that's an easy one, and you obviously know where it comes from. And you've found the origin. Now you've got to. Uh, now you've got to say, okay, how do I identify an available person? Right. Uh, what would that person look like? What would they sound like? What would it feel like? What would that relationship be like? What right. Would, right. And then you. Then you have to walk in it. It's a very intentional. But then you have to be able to stand in it and walk in it, and recognize right. it. Well, if you can't find the fundamental problem, you'll right. never fix them. It'll never be fixed. Right. So we got time for maybe one or two more. And I know this one's big for you because we talk about it a lot. But how do you know if you're going to have chemistry with someone in the future when you don't have it on that first date? Well, how, how, how can you figure out that, yes. Now, you're always like, go on a second date. I always say go on a second date. Go on a third date. Because you've seen it a if lot where like it's fourth them, or fifth. like You guys you write know. people off too quickly because if yeah. you knew how many times yeah. I have had people go on a second date and they they didn't want to go on a second date. They were like, mm -mm, not my type, not yep. no chemistry at all. That second date, bam, it's all over the place. So And a lot. So go on the second date. Mm -hmm. Go on if, a third. Go on a third. You know? Go on a third. Here's the cool thing, and I love this. Chemistry can pop up anywhere. You can sure. be... You can know somebody for years and all of a sudden look at them one day. It happens. You could look at them one day and bam, it's there. That's the friend thing, right? You've yeah. been friends for years and you're like, oh, wait, hey, you never worn that before. And those are the best kinds. You know, so, don't so write people off. yeah, don't no, write I think so. Um, now let's get back to a, another kind of sex one for, I guess we got to wrap it up here pretty quick, but. Of course you go to the sex one. So we'll get the other sexual one well, in there. Because I think it's important. It's important. People ask these questions. Yeah, these no, are not no. my questions. Yeah. When should I sleep with someone? Is there a rule? No. Oh, good. No. But you no don't rule. like it on first date. You uh, say that's a no-no. Uh, well, I think if you are looking for a long-term relationship, that it's not the best idea. And okay. we've talked about that, Brad. Yep. That a woman that gives it up too quickly, two things. Number one, a man may or may not respect you. He's also wondering how many other men you've given it up to this quickly, right, Brad? Yep, that's I mean, a big one. And we do. We do. That's, and I think the other think thing about. I'd like to point out with this is just use common sense. It's okay. Even if you want to sleep with somebody on the first date, even if the chemistry's there, understand that it's going to throw the balance of the courtship off a little bit. It's a, because it changes immediately. Immediately. Because once you've gone there, then, then you've gotten a taste of that. And then it's not as much about the conversation and getting to know somebody. It's yep. more about how quick can we jump in the sack, right? So I have some friends of mine, no names. <laughs> Good. But back to our original question about bad in the bed. 
they try to push that. And these are females and males. Right. But they'll try to get into that situation quicker mm -hmm. to see if they are good and bad because that's a deal breaker for them. If they're not good, they're right. out. They're gone. Oh, yeah. So I, exactly I think it's a very, I know exactly who you're talking about. That's an interesting games, but yeah, that's an interesting approach, but not on the first date, not just, on the first date. No, I didn't say that, but I think they push it a little, they make it a little sooner than maybe necessary to but find can't that you out tell so. from a kiss and a touch <laughs> how, you know, something, something <sighs> anyway, take your time, take your time. Uh, there's one more question I want to hit and it was, we got it beforehand yesterday. And I think it's super relevant. And somebody asked about politics. Since I don't have the oh. question in front of me, it was all about this day and age, can people with different political views be in a relationship? Oh. And his answer was no, because a lot of our political views now are very, I mean, we are very polarizing, extreme, right very now. polarized, yeah. but they are very rooted in your values, which he is correct on. There are a lot of them are very rooted in values. Uh, so... I'm going to answer no. I would never have said that any other time. If you would have asked me the last election, I would have said, yeah, of course. If you talk about it, you have a, you have common ground uh, and you, nobody's to an extreme, blah, blah, blah. And now I'd, I would absolutely, I'm going to say no. And all the research backs it up. It's not just me. This is not my opinion. This is, this is lots of research that they've done. Uh, Helen Fisher with Match.com, they've they have an institute where they do this research. It's not happening. It is the fact that people fundamentally feel so differently about life and values and and even down to history of, you know, sometimes of our country that there's such a, there's such a, there can be such an imbalance. James Carville did it. Yeah. 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 She's a big time Republican advisor and he is completely Democratic from day God, one. I'd hate to be in their house. Anyway. I know. You know what I've read about, you know, and this can kind of wrap it up on this subject, but what I've read about is they don't even bring it up. Yeah. He does his thing. She does her thing. And when they're at home, it's home. It's not business. It's not politics. It's home. It's home. And I think as long as two people realize that and they make that a priority, just like co-parenting is about the kid. I, I think you can. I think it's tougher. So, Brad, I, know, and I but, can I can see but, that. I can certainly yeah. see that. And again, I would have said that four years ago. But I think at the end of the day, it, there's places that it's going to infiltrate with your values and your religion sure. and things like that. I think sure. there's places. It depends on the, maybe the depth of your relationship. If you've got a very deep relationship, friendship, you talk about everything. Yeah. It could be a different story. So it really just yeah. maybe depends on the depth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the individuals. I think it depends on absolutely. if they're automatically kind of like this. Oh, I can't believe that. You know, then I think you're done. You know, so. Yeah, well, for sure there. So. Any other questions before we go? We no, I think we're good. Okay. I hope you all enjoyed this. You know, I, uh, I loved the questions. I thought it was a great topic and it really hit some of the things that you guys ask about all the time all the and time. email me about all the time. And we talk about all the time. So I hope it was helpful for you today. And I actually put a post up today and we talked about alpha men and alpha women and how they, um, how they get along or don't, or should we be in a relationship? Seemed like a pretty fun, interesting subject. Uh, so we may do that next week. So uh, we will see you all next Wednesday, 2 PM for Lovability Life. 
This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.